Thank you for joining us here at His Hardline. You can find us at www.hisheartline.com. With God at the driver's seat, I am Jason, your co-host. You're listening to 1% or less with him. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I want to say welcome to 1% or less with him. I am Jason, your co-host with God in the driver's seat as the host of this show. Welcome to His Hard Line. Tonight, I am a little late uh, here. Uh, I usually like to get the Bible reading typically um, completed uh, right when I get done with work. Um, but I had a few things that I was taking care of, so that made me a little bit behind the eight ball. So, but here I am, better late than never. So we're going to get into Proverbs chapter 13. It is February 13th, Sunday. I hope everybody has a great Great weekend. Had a great weekend. I'm sure right now, by now, I'm sure you are probably watching the Super Bowl, which is quite all right. I hope you all enjoy that. I will not be partaking in that. Not a big fan of sports anymore, especially the NFL or the MLB or NBA. I will not get into that and why, but there are reasons. But that's not to say that whoever does enjoy that, I hope you enjoy So, we're going to get right into it, chapter 13. And here it states, A wise son loves correction, but the scoffer heeds no rebuke. From the fruit of the mouth one enjoys good things, but from the throat of the treacherous comes violence. Those who guard their mouths preserve themselves. Those who open wide their lips bring ruin. The appetite of the sluggard craves, but has nothing. But the appetite of the diligent is ample, amply satisfied. Excuse me. The just hate deceitful words, but the wicked are odious and disgraceful. Justice guards one who walks honestly, but sin leads the wicked astray. One acts rich, but has nothing. Another acts poor, but has great wealth. People's riches serve as ransom for their lives, but the poor do not even hear a threat. The light of the just gives joy, but the lamp of the wicked goes out. The stupid sow discord by their insolence, but wisdom is with those who take counsel. Wealth won quickly dwindles away, but gathered little by little it grows. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a wish fulfilled is a tree of life. Whoever despises the word must pay for it, but whoever reveres the command will be rewarded. The teaching of the wise is a fountain of life, turning one from the snares of death. Good sense brings favor, but the way of the faithless is their ruin. The shrewd always act prudently, but the foolish parade folly. A wicked messenger brings on disaster, but a trustworthy envoy is a healing remedy. Poverty and shame befall those who let go of discipline, but those who hold on to reproof receive honor. Desire fulfilled delights the soul, but turning from evil is an abomination to fools. Walk with the wise, and you become wise, but the companion of fools fares badly. Misfortune pursues sinners, but the just shall be recompensed with good. The good leave an inheritance to their children's children, 
but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the just. The tillage of the poor yields abundant food, but possessions are swept away for lack of justice. Whoever spares the rod hates the child, but whoever loves will apply discipline. When the just eat, their hunger is appeased, but the belly of the wicked suffers want. And that concludes the reading of Proverbs chapter 13. Now, a few footnotes here. Now, as it states here, let's see, in, in Proverbs, let's see here, in chapter, let's see, yeah, 13, so obviously we're in 13 here, but in verse 1, it states right here that another in the series on the household here, and this is one on the relation of parents and children, as we can kind of read here. And if you see under, um, I want to say, Proverbs 10, 1, it will state that the scoffer in, in that Proverbs condemns discipline and thus can never become wise. Now, wise adult children advise, advertise to the community what they received from their parents. For children become wise through a dialectical process involving the parents. A foolish adult child witnesses to foolish parents. And this is why it's so very important that we have to be a proper model and example to the children. Because what we are as parents most certainly will be the same product in our children as they get older. Now in verse 2, one's mouth normally eats food from outside, but in the moral life, things are reversed. One eats from the fruit of one's mouth. One experiences the consequences of one's own actions. Now, since the mouth of the treacherous is filled with violence, well, then one must assume that they will someday endure violence. I mean, it kind of goes, you know, along the lines of, you know, what comes around goes around sort of mantra. Now, in verse 13, preserve themselves, meaning in Hebrew, literally to preserve the throat area the moist breathing center of one's body. Thus, quote, means life, the soul, or the self, end quote. There is wordplay here. So if you guard your mouth, meaning your words, and remember, I've always said, and I will continue to pound and beat that drum on this show, the importance of words. If you guard your mouth, meaning words, you guard your soul. Fools, on the other hand, do not guard, but open their lips and disaster strikes. And again, I will continue to beat that drum. Words are very important. And like I was saying yesterday, and, and also in previous shows, you have to watch your words. Be intentional with your words, because words are so very important. That's why I also do... Three words of the day out of the 1828 Noah Webster's American Dictionary. Even if they're words that you already know, I will go over those words and their definitions and hopefully come across words you've never heard before or if you've heard of them, you don't know the definition of. Because, again, in today's world, these powers that be are so good at eliminating words out of the dictionary and diluting their definitions. And changing words to define to be defined in ways that they want them to be, so then they can create more confusion. So when they use a specific word, they mean one thing, but then 
the same time, you're thinking something else. Words are very, very powerful. Now, in verse 7, appearances can be deceiving. Possessions do not always reveal the true state of a person. Again, you can never judge a book by its cover, as you always heard. I'm going to read this note again. Appearances can be deceiving. Possessions do not always reveal the true state of a person. That is why when I used to do sales, when I was in my younger 20s, I want to say I was a supervisor. I was a marketing director, and I supervised. I had a few sales guys underneath me, uh, for lack of a better term, I guess. Um, but that worked in my campaigns, we shall say, because, I again, nobody's underneath me. But I had a few sales guys that worked within my campaigns. And I worked in a lot of uh, fitness centers, YMCA's and uh, different uh, franchise gyms. And anyway, our job was to bring in more members for that specific, you know, fitness center to help them bring in more members. And anyway, I remember one one gentleman came in. He wanted to take a tour of a specific YMCA that we were at in Ohio. And um, the two gentlemen that were working with me, the two salesmen who were easily doubled my age and should have known better because, you know, you would think they would have life experience. They looked at this guy as he was filling out his guest profile to kind of, you know, uh, so we had a little bit of information on him as we walked him around the, you know, the facility and showed him the, the whole um, health center and so on and so forth. And he just looked like this dingy, grubby farmer, right? Just like people envision, you know, truckers being dingy and grubby and smelly and stinky and fat. You know, it's just a, a typical stereotype. And they were fighting amongst themselves about who was not going to take them. Or if they did have them, they were just going to do what we called churn and burn. Let's get them in and get them out. Here's a two-week pass. Sayonara. Thank you for coming in. And I was really appalled about this. Now, this is before I really came to having Christ in my heart. But I knew what they were doing was wrong. And so I went up to these two men who were double my age. And I said, you know what? Shame on both of you. I'm going to show you both how it's done. And how you can't be judging someone's appearances. Because appearances are very deceiving and they're very deceptive. I said, I'm going to not only take this gentleman on a tour, I'm going to spend time with him. I'm going to talk with him. I'm going to build rapport with him. And at the end of this tour, I'm going to sit him down, not through pressure and not through coercion. I'm just going to present him the prices of the discounts that we were offering. And I'm just going to tell him, hey, you have two options. You can take this free pass and use the facility at your leisure when you want. And you can start this whenever you want. And then it goes two weeks, 14 days consecutive after that starting date. And then once it ends, you can join whenever you want at the regular prices. Or if you choose, we do have a discount, which saves a ton of money. To make a very long story short, you know what that guy ended up doing? He ended up not only paying in full for a membership for himself, but he did a family membership. And if you knew that particular YMCA, that membership was like $1,100 and he paid cash. So appearances are deceiving and possessions don't always reveal this true state of a person. Cause I've met people with like very expensive looking cars and very expensive suits and Movado watches, right? I've known people like this, but in reality they were broker than a person that was living under a bridge, believe it or not. And I don't mean broker or less wealthy than that like of money. I mean, I'm just talking broken every sense of the word. Now, in verse 8, possessions enable the wealthy to pay ransom, but the poor are protected by lack of possessions. They never hear the threat of the pursuer. 
the use of the word threat, also known, you know, from uh, Isaiah 30, 17. Now, in verse 9, they talk about the light, the lamp, that those are symbols of life and prosperity. <clears throat> Excuse me. In verse 13, when it talks about must pay for it, what that stands for is it's a pledge to it. Just as one would have would uh, one who has pledged or provided surety for another's loan is obligated to that pledge, so one is not free of a command until one performs it. Now, as the behavior of the wise wins them favor that increases their prosperity, like Abigail with David from First uh, Samuel twenty-five, so the way, which also means conduct, of the faithless ruins their lives. At the end of the day, with this. Proverbs chapter 13. I mean, every proverb chapter that is in the book of Proverbs is very profound and has its own unique lesson and wisdom in each one. It's hard to actually sit here and say, I have a favorite proverb because it's that'd be foolish. They're all my favorite because they are all how we should live. One part in this chapter 13 in Proverbs. I'm trying to find it here, so forgive me. I love this right here. Um, hold on. I'm just scrolling here and trying to find it. Yeah, back to that verse 7. One acts rich but has nothing. Another acts poor but has great wealth. I love that because I always said if I was ever a multimillionaire, billionaire, whatever, heaven, you know, if, if, if God so chose to bless me that way, I would be that guy that would live so humbly, seriously, I would live so humbly and have, you know, wear just regular basic clothes from Sears or, or wherever, right? And and just live so humbly and, and use that money to help others because at the end of the day, I don't want to be looked at as rich. I just want to be looked at as being a servant for God and, and being used as a tool from God to bless others with the resources and gifts that he has blessed me and my family with. And even with the little that we do have, we do our best, but I'm not going to sit here and talk about that because we try to do things out of the heart, act of giving in secret. And so with that, I want to close this out with a closing prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so very much for this platform. And we pray for those who are listening to 1% or less with him, which is you. We pray that transformation occurs. Thank you so very much for another day of life and good health. And we thank you for our families and all the many blessings you bring into our life. And I pray that whoever listens to this finds some little jewel and gem in this that they will have instilled within their soul. With all of this, I pray in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Have a wonderful night. God bless and have a wonderful work week ahead. Till then or the next time, signing out.